Hello and welcome to Too Stupid to Live, a podcast that reviews romance novels $5 and under. I'm your host, Becky Feldman, and I am so excited about today's episode. We are reviewing a book that I am still thinking about, and oddly enough, both characters in this romance novel are human. Um, Unlike every other romance novel that I think about all the time, there are no humanoid monsters with crazy anatomy that I dream about marrying every night. Um, Today, we are reviewing the contemporary romance, A Girl Like Her, by Talia Hibbert. It is $3.99, and it is book one in the Ravenswood series. So before I get to today's guest, I want to talk about an exciting event I'm participating in with a romance podcaster that I'm sure you all know and love, Kelly Reynolds, host of Boobies and Newbies. Kelly is going to be a special guest at the live recording of the podcast My Worst Date here in Los Angeles and on streaming um, Friday, October 28th at 7.30. And she's going to be doing an episode of Boobies and Newbies to open the show and yours truly, i.e. me, um, is going to be the guest. So I am the guest of the guest. And listen, in my life, in my social experience, I have been the guest of a guest before, like at, you know, parties or like rehearsal dinners or whatever. But this time I actually got invited and it feels so special. I love my worst date and I love Kelly and I am so excited to be participating. You can find more information at tstlpodcast.com. So my guest today, the guest today is Tori from the Ready to be Petty podcast, which dives into the ins and outs of pop culture, celebrity scandals, and the juiciest reality TV and more. Here's the thing, though. You would think that a host of a podcast called Ready to be Petty would be petty. But I found her to be delightful. So please enjoy this review of A Girl Like Her. Tori, um, you're going from petty to being stupid. Welcome (laughs) to the Too Stupid to Live podcast. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Um, How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Uh, Today flew by and... Are you on the West Coast? I am, yeah. Okay, yeah. I usually record with a lot of East Coast people. I'm also on the West Coast. So usually I'm like recording in the, you know, early evening. Mm-hmm. And tonight it, it's an after an after dark episode. Yeah, it's an after dark special. I love it. Yes, yes. <laughs> so you are the host of the Ready to be Petty podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, usually I'm talking about pop culture, reality TV, and celebrity gossip. But <laughs> and I've been doing that for about four years. Mm-hmm. But in my spare time, I love to read romance. So uh, through my podcast, I've connected with other romance novel uh, podcasters and been on like a handful of uh, romance novel podcasts. So it's been, yeah a new fascination of mine and it's nice to talk about it with someone I feel like romance is the type of genre that you want to talk about it with agreed <laughs> yeah. yeah I feel like that's why like podcasts are so popular and then like I feel like if you're like if you see a stranger and you both like and you find out you read romances you've made a new best friend like it's not Absolutely. just like oh I'm into that too bye it's like you'll talk for three hours Totally, 100%. And it's such a a big genre that 
I don't know, but you can always just find something that you've like both read or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And yeah, connect over that. But some of it is so silly. Obviously that's what you cover a lot of like, right. the, mm-hmm. the like almost horrific parts of romance novels, <laughs> but like, yeah, like some of it's so fun and funny and creative and thoughtful that yeah, it's, it's just fun to talk about. Absolutely. Yeah. So back to like celebrity gossip and stuff what are you into right now like what are the shows mm. what are, what's the big I mean we are recording the day after the Emmys I don't know if the yeah. Emmy Awards um are uh, hot juicy topics or not <laughs> I sound like I cannot believe how I sounded just now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hated myself just now <laughs> no but like literally I feel like a lot of pop culture like commentary is very like millennial very of the like like I love Heather McDonald's like juicy juicy scoop and like sometimes like the view and stuff or, like the OGs just do it do it best so yes. yeah yeah I feel that sometimes I, I yeah I feel like archaic talking about <laughs> pop culture nowadays because a lot of it yeah um skews towards like Gen Z mm-hmm. but um yeah what am I watching I'm watching Below Deck it's a mm-hmm. Bravo TV show? Do you watch it? I don't watch it. I am a Real Housewives person. Oh, and love that. For some reason, for some reason, I, I, it's rare that I'll watch any reality TV show with people who are young and hot. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get that. I so uh-huh. get that. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the times, I am almost watching it to make myself feel better. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I've been really into Below Deck, specifically the sailing yacht version. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's been really good. And then, um, what else have I been watching? Oh, High School Musical, the musical. The oh, is series. that good? I like. No. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will not watch no. it then. <laughs> no, it's just like it has that nostalgic factor mm-hmm. that just I can't get enough of. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's kind of, I don't know what I've been following. I've been following a lot of the Don't Worry Darling drama. I've been following that for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know why it's fascinating me so much. I know. I think it's, I think sometimes just almost the, you know, like the audience response to these stories are more interesting than like what actually happened so I completely agree yeah yeah so I'm kind of honestly more interested in like yeah talking about why we're so interested in it and why we've watched it so closely compared to like when this stuff happens all the time on sets and stuff so oh yeah absolutely yeah so that that's interesting (laughs) yeah I mean it's just like going on Twitter and seeing everyone's like takes on it is just really fun and funny and like and I'm like why do I care so much about this like it's (laughs) I was like over the weekend when or like that weekend when the festival was happening I was like glued it was like I was I was glued to my like Twitter account being on Mm -hmm. Twitter reading all these Mm -hmm. tweets probably to the equivalent of when there's an election and like yes. the equivalent of when Joe Biden won. I was like, let me check Twitter. And you know. literally, <laughs> literally, I think I, I said in my last episode that I was watching it like I was watching the January 6th insurrection. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. It's 
so bad. But for some reason, I was. And, like, I don't even really, like, I follow the kind of major players in this situation. But, like, I'm not obsessed with Harry or Florence or Olivia or Shia LaBeouf. But for some reason, it just grabbed the world's attention. Yeah, I think it, it was just, I wonder if it was, like, our state of mind, like, our collective, like, state of mind that weekend. Maybe yeah. there wasn't a lot going on. We were all bored yeah. and we're just, like, okay, here we go, folks. The biggest conspiracy of 2022. <laughs> Honestly, and then coupled with the Leah Michelle like, um, funny, funny girl. girl stuff, like, it it was really a good weekend. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And, you know, part of me is like, it was a good weekend because I actually knew who everyone was. And I feel yeah, like. <laughs> yeah. Totally. <laughs> we were very exciting. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like that too, that I like specifically follow a certain podcast that just covers like TikTokers, influencers, and YouTubers. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the know. But like, yeah, I'm definitely on the cusp of like kind of the classic celebrity to like you know like very like when Disney Channel was like a peak with like Demi and Selena yeah Miley and stuff that's Mm -hmm. like my my niche I would say totally totally (laughs) like I was at the tail end of that like I feel like Demi and Miley and um like Selena Gomez like even though they're I'm sure they're in like their mid-20s now but they're like forever in my brain like oh the 13 year old who stars in her own sitcom you know know. 100 (laughs) percent I know I I feel the exact same way yeah yeah (laughs) so talk to me about your romance reading journey like what got you into reading romance what kind of genre sub genres do you like oh that's a great question so Okay, so I was a big reader when I was a kid, mm-hmm. like the classic stuff, Twilight, like like Hunger Games, like all of that. I don't know why I'm embarrassed by that. We're talking about romance. This is about breaking down the stigma of reading romance, but like yeah. sometimes it's like a little embarrassing. You don't, ha- you don't have to be embarrassed in front of me. I read, devoured yeah. all of those books. And I wasn't even young. I was like in my early 20s. So Yes. You know. Oh, my God. I am like the queen of watching or consuming content that is not like High School Musical, the musical, the series. Like mm-hmm. that's not made for me. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. But I am devouring it as well. Um. So, yeah, I was a big reader and then big young adult um, reader. That's why I'm like so happy that all of the Jenny Han stuff is being made into movies. Like mm-hmm. that was just everything I loved. And then when I went to college, I really stopped reading. I was reading academic stuff. So I think that this is a pretty, you know, classic story, but like I basically stopped reading for pleasure and was just reading for school. And then you know, I'd read the occasional book um, in my 20s, but didn't really pick it up because I, I felt like I was going back to young adult books. And then I'm like, oh, I'm really, really can't engage with these characters and stuff. And then uh, my mom would suggest stuff and, you know, kind of like Reese Witherspoon, Oprah mm-hmm. Winfrey book club stuff. And sure, I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is like, not what I'm looking for either. I'm really looking for escapism. Um, yeah. And yeah, especially my my job was really stressful and the world is really stressful. So I'm like, I just, I don't want to read anything too heavy. And then um, actually 
Kelly from Boobies and Newbies podcast mm-hmm. um, just messaged me and was like, do you want to come on my pod? This is the book you would have to read. I was like, sure, I'll give it a go. It was like free on my like Kobo. Mm-hmm. This was two and a half years ago. And I've probably read like 200 books, 250 books since then, mm-hmm. all romance. So it really, yeah, like opened my eyes. I feel like it's the perfect between young adult and I don't know other genre (laughs) books yeah like I feel like with young adult like you know there are like so many of our favorite young adults like Hunger Games and Twilight they are fantastical you know they are escapist and so what genre is the closest oh romance I mean they're you know there's there's sci-fi and other things but I definitely so many people I think who were read YA you know and maybe still do gravitated towards romance it's sometimes like I'm like oh it's inner I mean I know it's not interchangeable but like whenever I meet someone who's like oh I read YA you know and I'm just like just suddenly we'll talk about romance because it is like a lot of the same readership 100% and like when I think of those books I'm like what did I like about them like it was Edward and Bella Katniss and Peta, like it was the relationship part so yeah yeah so I definitely yeah feel like it is like an easy bridge to make Mm -hmm. and then subgenres I'm like really all over the place like I will try anything I kind of went down like a dark romance slash like bully romance uh turn this mm-hmm. summer and I really want to get out of it <laughs> like I just like, <laughs> yeah but like now all of the suggestions I get just like happen to fall kind of in that category mm-hmm. so I'm really like hoping to yeah make a quick pivot out of that but um I will l- literally try anything when I hate men I go paranormal when I want something like kind of more realistic I'll go like college campus romance Mm -hmm. um I love like a billionaire I'll be like oh I I'm so broke I just wanna like (laughs) I just wanna read a billionaire romance like that type of stuff but yeah I I really try try anything that's when you message me and you're like well what book should we pick and I'm like literally anything I loved it (laughs) yeah I I mean because I'm always like okay like because I always wanted to read a Talia Hibbert book and like I mean I must have read one of their books and and I don't know I like I like it all when you just like have so many books I'm sure like it all jumbles together and like I don't remember titles and authors I'm like yeah I just remember the sex scenes and so yeah literally um, (laughs) so I like found this book and I'm like okay she said anything this book I feel like is like literally the opposite well okay I've never read a bully romance I am very scared to read a bully romance this book seems like the opposite or yeah (laughs) like literally the complete opposite of what I've been reading which was a breath of fresh air let Mm -hmm. me tell you that I don't know the bully romance like it's it's so problematic I feel like sometimes a lot of my I'm like if you look at my goodreads you're not gonna think I'm a feminist like at all yeah 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 (laughs) same yeah like but um yeah it's very it's interesting how much I read stuff that like doesn't necessarily align with like my values or like what I would want in real life I don't Mm -hmm. know 
there needs to be a study done on that. But, but yeah, this was the exact opposite of a bully romance. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the thing is, is that I think there's a lot of like, you know, um, you know, um, what you read and what you consume and what you like definitely doesn't like I think there's a lot of people who are like oh I do this I do that but then I have this like side thing where I'm into this I'm into that doesn't mean I'm not a feminist like you know Mm -hmm. doesn't mean everyone has that thing you know yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah (laughs) sometimes I'm like I don't want to contribute to this but like I also cannot put this book down so exactly yeah I mean I was actually just thinking about it like with Oh, I was watching um, on Netflix. There's that show called Do You Want to Build a Sex Room or something? Oh, um, yeah. I was thinking about watching that. Yeah, I was, I literally just started it today. And of course, it got me thinking about um, Fifty Shades. And then yes. it got me thinking about like kind of this like, you know, there are people who say that it's problematic. There are people who say, oh, it's empowering. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was thinking about like, you know, just just since it came out like things that I've read of like how this is gonna like mess with like you know a young woman's perspective of blah 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 and then I was like well like no one's saying that like watching wrestling is going to encourage everyone to hit each other with chairs you know what Mm -hmm. I mean like Mm -hmm. how like it's a fantasy it's so it's such a sexist criticism you know Mm -hmm. 100 percent yeah and like I think it all comes down to like media literacy and and like the way that it's made like if it's an author writing something it's definitely different than like porn where there's like people involved etc but um yeah like media literacy if you know that that's not real or um that you don't want that in your life or like whatever that looks like I think that makes sense but like I think of like romance novels like it's like so many of them are like hairless like hairless women with like tiny vaginas and like all of like big boobs and like stuff Mm -hmm. like that and it's like okay tired of this but like I know in my real life that that's not the case right yeah vaginas all look different and you, your body can look different too and like yes so like all of those things I'm like I if you're literate like if you have media literacy like it's fine it's when you like I feel like yeah start to like internalize those things that it's difficult mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah and I mean it's not like you know all of us are entirely immune to you know what's mm-hmm. being shown and what we're reading what we're seeing but like I do think you know, pointing out one specific genre over the other um, as like, you know, something that that is maybe contributing to something. I'm like, well, let's think about you. I want to think about your reasoning behind this. Like, why are you choosing this genre and not that genre then? You know, Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, I think we should get into this book because as you said, I'm so glad that you it helped you pivot out of this (laughs) yeah this like this dark hole that I'm in (laughs) yeah I'm glad I got you out of this dark hole I also wanted to say I'm glad Kelly got you into reading romance so Kelly if you're listening you made this newbie a booby (laughs) yeah 100 percent I I did a live with her like this spring so it was like two years later I was like I hope you know you like created a monster (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh my god she should be so proud like she did what every every romance reader writer 
podcast or anyone is like wants to do so truly 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 I know yeah yeah 100 (laughs) (laughs) so the book that we are reviewing today is called a girl like her by Talia Hibbert which is currently three dollars and 99 cents so here's a quick synopsis the quirky and adorably nerdy Ruth thinks she's come to terms with being the town outcast but is she truly living her life to the fullest Her muscled and tatted new neighbor, Evan, knows the answer, but he's not going to push her. But he is going to satisfy her. At first, it's with his baking skills in the kitchen. But when Ruth is ready to take it to the bedroom, Evan shows her just how well he can really heat things up. so good (laughs) so good so like coming into this book you are like what did you expect this book was going to be about like because I I thought small town romance and for some reason I also thought it was like whenever I think small town romance I think Okay, it's a New England island. I don't know why. I always yeah. that. <laughs> why is it always a New England? Like, I know this yeah. isn't though. And I was like, oh, yeah. whoa, they're British. <laughs> I know. As soon as they were like a kappa, I was like, oh, we're yeah, we're in England somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think going in. Um, well, a I feel like Talia is having a kind of moment like I was at the bookstore a few weeks ago and she was all over like some of her new um newer books were all over the like must read shelves cool yeah so I was like stoked I was like okay cool my first my first Talia Hebert book um and then the cover I was like okay mixed race couple Mm-hmm. So that was the like the first thing I thought about. And then, yeah, it, it gives very much small town vibes. So, yeah. So, um, and then the first thing is like a content warning. So you do get like kind of a clue of what's going on or why Ruth is um, the way that she is, as the synopsis kind of alludes to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, those are my first thoughts. Yeah, same. Um, so... We meet Ruth and she is just, um, I loved her as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, she is a comic book writer and illustrator. And she just lives in her apartment and is in her pajamas all day. Which yeah. sounds like all of us. <laughs> yes, literally. I was like, vibes. Yeah, she was really fun and like unapologetic. And this was a unique um storyline like the at least the characters were kind of yeah like not your average romance characters like they Mm -hmm. had unique quirks and um backstories so I liked that part yeah it felt like in a way there was a role reversal here where like I feel like sometimes like male characters are given more leeway to really have their lives be in a whole you know what I mean to really you know isolate themselves and not have things in a good place um and it's I for me in the books that I've read it's rare that you see a female character you know kind of taking on that role of like just isolating yourself and and you know kind of being okay with it and like making you know reasons why you know Mm -hmm. yeah you're totally right like I haven't read many novels that um where this is kind of like their lifestyle but it's realistic like again like I mentioned like when I'm doing like 
when I'm reading like a bully romance novel, usually there's like one character that's like in peril and like they um, have things going on, but it's like, it's because my dad lost our multi-million like dollar <laughs> vineyard and uh-huh. like, yeah. uh-huh. like now I have to marry this guy or something like that. Mm-hmm. But this was like realistic. Like she came out of an abusive relationship or like was actually kind of currently in it. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. then um, this was like a realistic response to, um, to uh, like what happened and there, Mm -hmm. yeah, like we talked about how there's so many like sometimes fantasy elements in romance. This was just like straight up real life. (laughs) Yes, it was. It definitely was. And, you know, um, even like with their, you know, she meets Evan, who lives next door. Um, even with, like, their dialogue, the way they talk to each other, the way she talks to other people, there was a level of groundedness that I, again, was, like, very refreshing. Yeah, exactly. Like, the dialogue was super realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think also it was really, like, sometimes one-word sentences. Like, how you how we would talk in real life. Yeah. Instead of like, yeah, really long um, sentences that sometimes happen in romance novels. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it it would make a really good movie because of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I thought it was also another thing about Ruth was that it was it. She's neurodiverse. And I thought Mm -hmm. that was like. Again, like we were just talking about, oh, she's in a hole, but at the same time, she is thriving. You know, she is, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. whatever. And, um, but like, and I, and I thought it was, I mean, I had just watched, again, I'm like talking about Netflix, you know, I had just watched Love on the Spectrum. I watched a few mm-hmm. episodes of it. And, you know, I don't know how I feel about the show, but I felt like, okay, here's a really good portrayal, you know, of like, yeah, people are on the spectrum and they're and we're human beings, you know, like they're fine. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I actually was like checking some of my biases during this book, like when because Ruth is like really straightforward with Evan um in the like latter half of the book and I was like, "Oh, this was kind of like a a uh you just I, I was like I didn't expect this from Ruth and I was like why didn't I expect that from like a neurodiverse person like they can have super fulfilling super hot romance sex all of that so mm-hmm. yeah I was definitely like checking you know some of those biases and like stereotypes that we have about neurodivergency oh yeah same here absolutely and it was just like yeah again like just seeing seeing her like thrive and enjoy sex like yeah totally yeah um I really like so you know Ruth is another thing about Ruth is that um she has been ostracized from the entire town of the entire small town of Ravenswood because she was well basically the main thing is that everyone thinks she's a whore um she was seeing like the richest boy in the thing in the town um he was terrible. Um, th- shit happened. Shit happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I.e. her sister, after he f- after she found out that like he was terrible, he she trashed his car. And mm-hmm. then from there, that family, they were just the pariahs of the town. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ruth is labeled a Jezebel, even though she's not. Mm-hmm. But she kind of labels herself as a Jezebel. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was interesting. So, so that was like the kind of I guess like some of the plot twists part of the book. Like, so Evan meets Ruth and she's like, "I'm the the town Jezebel," and then they're like talking, and he's like, "But you like don't leave your house, and yeah. you're like, yeah, you're like very shy, and like all this stuff." He's like, "Are you sure that like you're the town Jezebel?" And then you find out that since like high school, she's been connected with. Yeah, like the uh, son of the of the like the man that runs the small town, right? Yeah, the richest, and, uh, yeah. yeah, richest like business owner, influential mm-hmm. man, and um, you think that she destroyed um his car, and and you find out that yeah, it was Hannah, but. Um, yeah, it's really interesting because I was like, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, why is she describing herself as that? And then she talks about like, after I kind of like ended this relationship with Daniel, I did go out and sleep with a bunch of people because that's like what I thought would, you know, heal me. And again, super relatable Mm -hmm. content and yeah, it's also just really nice. I feel like that when like this book it was like and that is it is part of the charm is that like the the male main character is like you know such a sweetheart teddy Mm -hmm. bear kind of character but like um yeah received all of that like no judgment and was like oh yeah that's super normal and like and then Mm -hmm. just like moved on totally yeah and that kind of got me back to the role reversal thing because it was Mm -hmm. like okay if it were switched and like the guy had the same reputation that you know um ruth had and Mm -hmm. the woman was non-judgmental you know like it it would kind of be like well yeah that's that's normal you know and so like oh yeah it, it was interesting to kind of i don't know just see that reversal you know and yeah yeah totally and like i feel like a lot of times Usually, maybe because it's women writing women as the main characters, this was, like, dual perspective. But, Mm -hmm. like, um, yeah, it was was nice to just have, like, an uncomplicated male character. (laughs) Like, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I did like him as a character. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, so did I. Because... Well, you see him also interacting with, like, his colleagues and stuff. So you can see, you know, his behavior outside of just interacting with Ruth. And, like, that's what I kind of liked best almost. (laughs) Oh, my God. Same here. Because, like, I even wrote down, like, oh, he has such a healthy – there's a healthy portrayal of male friendship. And eventually when Ruth kind of finds the courage to kind of, you know – get back out in society she reignites these healthy relationships with her sister and her friends um but especially with like evan and zach you know Mm -hmm. he um granted like i i think like maybe evan was helping out as so because he was like he's helping out zach because his mom was is was diagnosed with cancer um and evan lost his mom to cancer so he kind of feels like a level of compulsion to like make them food and come over and just like be really worried about it um and so but regardless it, it wasn't it, it wasn't this like compulsive behavior like he did establish like a very very healthy relationship with zach and i loved it 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice to see, yeah, male friendships portrayed that way. And okay, I didn't look ahead because I didn't want to like spoil myself, but is the next book in the Ravenswood series, is it with Hannah and Zach? No, I read the next chapter. Um, it's with Hannah, but you know how they mentioned that like Zach has an older brother with two kids who's coming to visit? Yeah, like it's, randomly. Yeah, <laughs> it's, with Hannah, it's with Hannah and the random um brother brother okay. yeah <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. love that I that Kate that's another thing that I love about romance that you don't see often in other genres is the like multiverses <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. it yeah. really is like you know it's nice to like it, it's almost like a nice to like check in I'm like oh okay good I'm glad they're doing well anyway back to the story that I'm reading this book for <laughs> totally know, nice. totally yeah it's nice that because how many times have you finished a book and you're like oh I just I want to check in with these people down the road and mm-hmm. most of the time you can't so yeah 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 even if it was just like one sentence or it was like they were thinking about someone else of like mm-hmm. yeah like Derek he was a good dude I'm so glad he's with like whatever yeah, whatever yeah, and it's like good yeah. I'm glad we've checked <laughs> yeah yeah or it's like the characters go for coffee and now with now there's a kid and mm-hmm. yeah and then we move on yeah exactly yeah. it's like a, it's almost like an easter egg I guess it is an easter egg I don't know what easter eggs are but you know how people yeah yeah not an easter egg but but kind of mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah yeah it's a romance yeah. easter egg yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so Evan you know is this is he's a great book boyfriend. He's a great boyfriend. Um, he, you know, meets Ruth and and kind of there's, you know, an attraction. Um, and he sees that like, oh, she's very isolated, but very, you know, fun and smart and cute. Um, and he is like, notices that she doesn't have a kitchen and mm-hmm. he decides to make dinner make dinners for her she ended up getting rid of her kitchen because she accidentally started a fire or just like her stove I mean she has a kitchen like she has a refrigerator and stuff (laughs) yeah 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 it was interesting yeah so some of her traits are clumsiness that Mm -hmm. we see throughout the book um I was just thinking that's really tough to live like that. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I I get it. I'm also scared of fires. So if I like had a big fire, I would probably do the same. Oh, yeah. Like if I absolutely like I lived in a bachelor apartment for a while where there's like there's like a microwave and a and a refrigerator and you get like a hot pan or hot plate or something. And it's like, okay, yeah, it is doable. But like I completely understand like, you know, being having something happen that you know could have really hurt people and killed you and killed that like absolutely I would like be like get this out I I can't trust myself near this (laughs) yeah yeah and hers is um like extreme clumsiness like I more than you would picture in your Mm -hmm. life so I understand that yeah yeah but luckily Evan's a pretty good cook he makes a lot of like casseroles and <laughs> yeah I was like this is like I feel like British like British cuisine like just very um carb heavy like mm-hmm. it's all comfort food it was all comfort, comfort food. food yeah for like the cold weather whatever mm-hmm. it was just very um comforting yeah it was kind of but like that also kind of added to the like ambiance of the small town 
yeah eating a a plate of bolognese yeah (laughs) yeah it's always like well I made extra I made a lot extra (laughs) that's what you do in a small town you give it to your neighbors you know 100 (laughs) percent yeah and what a good meat cute Oh, so cute. With meat in it. I feel yeah. Like <laughs> totally. What? Okay. So what like is your favorite? Like what would be your ideal meal for Evan to bring over that mm. he would make? Like what's your favorite? Like not like I guess it could be a casserole based dish, but like what like Evan comes over with your favorite meal. What is it? I know. I was like, what could that be? For some reason, I was like, I I feel like you would make like a good tomato soup and grilled cheese. Yes, <laughs> like... I was thinking mac and cheese, which is yes. kind of the same. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like, yeah, he's like a soup and sandwich kind of guy. And it seems like all of the things he was making, it was like, these are the skills you need. And I'll just make every iteration of that mm-hmm. meal. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was cute. It was super cute. It was very cute. Um, so they end up getting closer and he's at first like Ruth is like very, I mean, understandably hesitant to kind of be open with Evan about like her past and, and what happened with Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. So we like Evan doesn't know. So they, Evan and Ruth bump into Daniel um in public Mm -hmm. the first time that they meet and Daniel says like a really rude comment to Ruth so Evan kind of knows that there's some type of like history history Mm -hmm. between them and I think he just kind of assumes like small town they went to high school together they didn't get along or whatever that was so he kind of drops it, um, and then he does find out later. Um, he puts all the clues together and finds out that it's him um, because of Daniel's insistence to that he doesn't hang out with her. Um, but, yeah, I, I, um, it, it, it makes sense of why she would be nervous not only to expand her like friendships because it seems like she's burnt not burnt bridges but lost touch with or or purposely isolated herself from her friends and her mom and her sister but um yeah it makes sense that she is like what are the intentions of Evan like he's super hot he has tattoos he's like super muscly like what could he possibly like want to do like hanging out with me totally she even has like a a, you know a line in it or I mean like where she thinks herself that she's like there must be something wrong with him like what is wrong with him to be in with me to be into me like not once does she like not that this is anything but like she does point out she's only been in her pajamas in front of him like Mm -hmm. she's always like kind of you know I feel like you know a lot of us when we go out, we feel the need to like put on our best clothes and put on makeup mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And she's just like, I can't. Um, mm-hmm. And yet he still likes me. What is wrong with this picture? Even yeah. though it's like, what is right with this picture? <laughs> totally. It was so relatable of like, A, her like inner critic of mm-hmm. like, I don't deserve someone like Evan hanging out with me. I feel like everyone's, 
you know, had that thought. And then, yeah, like the pajamas thing is, it's so funny. It's not the type of pajamas you usually see in romance novels. No, it's not like silky. It's like Captain America fun. Yeah. yeah. Like flannel pajamas. But um, I'm like, that's the best way to build a relationship is when you are your like most authentic self or your most neurotic self or your, mm-hmm. your, because that is the real you. And then when they see you when you're at your best in your dress or whatever out and about like that's like the bonus but Mm -hmm. the the everyday is like what how you really want to like build like that's the foundational part so absolutely like and that was the romance in this you know like it wasn't the billionaire taking her to a ball or like you know it wasn't you know this like grandiose thing like the romance was like uh, uh hey you're still in your pajamas like here's yeah. your casserole <laughs> you know? yeah like, I want him as my boyfriend <laughs> yeah, totally and like he had a really good sense of humor too like when they do go out and she puts on like clothes that you would wear outside mm-hmm. um he was like she's like what and he's like this is the most like um elbow and uh like ankle I've seen of you on you and Mm -hmm. he was like I've seen like copious amounts of forearm or something and I was like this is so funny and so cute Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) and like there was also a line in it that made me laugh like um Ruth has like very much like is very self-aware and so when she's like realizing like oh she's into Evan she's like well maybe next time I'll wear a nicer pair of pajamas. <laughs> like, this is hilarious. I love her so much. <laughs> yes. Like, when um, her friend, I can't remember her name. Me neither. Because um, she was just in, like, one or two brief scenes. Yeah. She's probably Ravenswood 3. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she was like, okay, you're not, like, down to chat online. And then she comes over and she's like, you're wearing, like, like you've done your hair and you're wearing like the tiniest bit of lip balm and she's like this is like earth shattering so it was really funny yeah absolutely and it's like I I totally understand where Ruth's coming from because like I I think for me I tend to isolate or like I have done that and it was very relatable and you she's just doing the best she can Mm -hmm. oh it was all super relatable like I yeah I really get that like the like like, I totally get the self-isolation and sometimes you like I feel like with her sometimes you do it for so long that you don't realize that it's like I don't want to say abnormal but like maybe not your yeah you get comfortable in Mm -hmm. um kind of her routine like she was like well I go out Sundays why would I go out any other day or like things like that where and then Evan's like well you know people usually go out on Fridays and stuff like sometimes you just are like that for so long that you kind of forget the other way yeah absolutely like you know it's so funny she like later has this realization you know she is you know closing herself off and then she has like a very funny realization and she's like oh you know like things are a lot easier when you just like say what's on your mind and say whatever and today I was like trying to find um I was trying to find out like someone's last name for this thing I was working on and I was like googling and researching and on Facebook couldn't find it and then I was like 
Oh, I should just email them. Isn't yeah. that funny? Yeah. <laughs> 100%. So many times you can like overcomplicate things. And I've also noticed like I work remotely like for like the past like two and a half years. And so sometimes I feel like Ruth, Ruth kind of like a shut in. Yeah. And then and you do quickly forget to like, oh, I could just ask my colleague this. Or like, mm-hmm. it's so much easier to just like, that's what I would have done if I was in the office, just walk down the hall. And yeah, you just get into a certain type of routine. And then, yeah, you yeah, forget. Your brain, your brain develops these habits. Mm-hmm. And like, all of a sudden, they're like, it's like breathing. And you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Ruth is very self-aware of her situation. And she almost like makes fun of herself, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was... Um... It was kind of refreshing of how she wasn't there were certain parts that she was down about herself but like she wasn't necessarily like embarrassed of right. like like I feel like a lot of things around like mental health and like yeah like is the shame around yeah like wearing pajamas like I only have the capacity to wear pajamas and to not wear makeup and to not go out and I feel like there's can be so much shame in that and she didn't necessarily have that like she definitely had in the romance department like I think very um like uh not I don't want to say standard but like very common um universal thoughts about like does my is my partner like better than me or will they change their mind about me or I don't deserve a, a partner like this or they couldn't look at me this way possibly or whatever but yeah she doesn't seem yeah like she she had some kind of self-deprecating humor and stuff and yeah it was it was nice yeah it was nice I agree um what did you think about like her relationship with her sister Hannah because like at first you know it was like oh god is Hannah like you I and I mean this in a good like oh what a good universe way like oh god is hannah the one who's like gonna be constantly on her ass like get dressed do this do that and then there's this reveal that hannah is very flawed and has anger issues and like you know i and i fucking loved that reveal again the side characters are so great (laughs) yeah 100 percent. yeah she was really interesting to me because i yeah i was at first curious of why they didn't have a good relationship per se because um yeah it seemed like obviously they were like close in the past so I was like confused and then we find out it's because she knew what was happening and Ruth used to tell her more stuff and then like she did like the car incident happened so she um smashes the like windshield of Daniel's car and then gets arrested and then like Ruth feels so bad and and that she got in like trouble that like that la- like that will last or stay with you for for a long time yeah so she was yeah she felt I don't know maybe like not a burden but just kind of like she put her sister in like a a situation where she got in trouble yeah and she like kind of you know made it seem like if like someone in the town said, um, oh, actually, you know, Ruth, you you were the one who who, you know, beat that who like broke the car or whatever. She would just say, yes, it was me like she would never like 
like correct them or anything. And I think because she wanted to like take the take the heat a little bit, or you know, to really take the heat there. Um, yeah, her sister really did fuck up her life. Like I feel like she always wanted to be a teacher or you know mm. work with kids, and mm -hmm. because of this criminal record, she can't do that anymore. Um, I imagine in the second book when she meets um, Zach's brother with kids, it's not going to work out. <laughs> yeah. But that's like. It was such a wonderful reveal because you think this one character is going to be perfect, 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 great job, great skin, great hair, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh, you're you're kind of in an even worse place in a way. Like, yeah. you're not living your dream. 100%. <laughs> like, that is, I feel like, also kind of stereotypical of romance. Like, the the black sheep of the family and then the, the perfect child that... Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like the older sister that's perfect or whatever and that they're always striving to like look up to and or become. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they were, yeah, equally, had equally complicated lives. Um, yeah. Yeah. It definitely. I, yeah, it definitely like just added so much to this world and their family and like, and it kind of like, it was like I was, I am so interested in this family. I don't care about any of the hot guys. Like, I mean, I do care, but like, just give them all hot guys, but I want to see them re resolve their issues. <laughs> you know totally, what I mean? <laughs> totally. That was another thing I really liked about this book is that it was interesting backstory. Sometimes, a lot of times in romance, I'm like, okay, let's get to the sex. Like, this backstory is like not interesting yeah. at mm -hmm. all. And this one, I was actually like, just as interested um as the romance parts totally because I thought this book was and we'll get to this we got to talk about the sex but like I mm -hmm. did think like a lot of this book was like there's this theme of healing in it you know like she was like healing from the the wounds of your your past and for mm -hmm. some reason like that plot line as much as I loved the romance because I'm whatever I love romance but like mm -hmm. I, that plot line like really like just stood out to me and affected me maybe even more in a book like this mm -hmm. than maybe the romance because I knew yeah. they were gonna be together you know yeah yeah like it that wasn't a question that was like another thing is it wasn't a question that they weren't going to be together mm -hmm. um they didn't there wasn't like a, a point where like they had some um arguments and stuff but there wasn't like that big thing that hinged on them being together yeah <laughs> which is interesting but yeah it really it is like feel good in that sense that like um even after a shitty relationship like you can find a super healthy relationship mm -hmm. and yeah that's just nice to see yeah and just like seeing how it can like you know, having that healthy, like, you know, some like healthy aspect of your life and seeing it like kind of bleed into other aspects. Like I thought like a really brave triumphant moment for her, for her character and her journey was going back to the library and signing up to be a volunteer again, which she had recently, which she had done and missed it and didn't do it anymore because she was isolating herself. But like coming back, like to me, that was, like, braver than, like, climbing up a mountain of fire, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And you're right. Like, that stuff does bleed into your other your other relationships. And, like, it, I think, kind of forced her to make amends with Hannah. And mm -hmm. you're right. Like, she went out that Friday night. She signed up for her volunteering. Like, 
that oh, is she what you want. A friend. Yeah. 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 Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Like, like she, like it, that's what you want a relationship to be is it like, is to pushing, pushing you to, you know, your best self and stuff. So exactly. Yeah. And pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we got to pivot to these sex scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like for me, there were two like, fun headline sex scenes that stood out that I like one where they they're almost having sex and she falls into a sink and then two oh, yeah, yeah. That was really <laughs> they have funny. they have an orgasm contest in the shower <laughs> oh yeah okay I had like never read anything like that I'm like this is so fun me neither and I yeah. was like that's why I was like oh this is a headline well both of them are headlines but it was like okay falling into the sink is so funny <laughs> Yeah, that was so funny. So that was um, like the second time I think that they had kissed because he had like kissed her neck and she like froze. Yeah. And then the second time, I believe he picks her up, puts her on the sink while she's washing the dishes. Mm -hmm. Then the doorbell rings and she's, you know, on that little ledge before the sink and like she's in her pajama pants that are mm-hmm. cotton so, yeah like, and there's like dishes I'm assuming you yeah. know yeah <laughs> she falls in. yeah it's it was so just good. a funny funny visual mm-hmm. yeah 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 and then so then you know like they put their guards down they're having sex what did you think about like the heat and the the sex in general in this book well, definitely. So I noted that I think you wait to like chapter 22. Yeah. Out mm-hmm. of like 34 or something like that mm-hmm. to get to the and then it's like pretty regularly throughout the latter half. But to me, like, I don't know what actually the definition of slow burn is, but like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but like that seems to me like a slow burn when it's in like the last third of the book yeah yeah so um yeah you definitely wait a while before they hook up the in terms of like the heat I I was super surprised at how good the sex scenes were written yeah not that I didn't think that they were going to be written well but um it's such a tonal shift from like super sweet casserole um let's I bought you a comic book Mm -hmm. type of relationship so it was just a such a tonal shift that I was I think surprised yeah it was like it was like you know she had a feist like a sexy feisty side and he is a sexy feisty side and it was just like very like there was one moment where like she they were just like in the car and she's like you want to fuck and like and it was like again like they're just like well that's what they're gonna do and yeah I get like you know there was just like this like raunchiness if that's the right term yes yeah 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 totally and again so realistic because I feel like I say that I've said this a thousand times but in other romance novels that I've read it's like the couple is like sexy all the time yeah or Mm -hmm. like their whole relationship is like banter around sex and this was really normal and relatable because you are going to have those sweet tender moments with a partner and those sexy raunchy erotic moments like it just that's real life so yeah yeah and it's funny like I feel like there's a lot of times where when I read a romance I'm like oh more sex I wish there were more sex but in this book I'm like 
oh, I wish I was like there for one night when he comes over for dinner and they're talking about comic books. Like, I wish there was yeah, like a scene yeah. like that, even though yeah. like, we know that there's some there, but like, you know, they do, even though this is a slow burn, they do form a connection pretty quickly. And yes, yeah. I 100% believed it because he was at her house every night and they were like connecting and eating dinner and talking comics. And it's like, ah, uh, I want to see what that's like. I'm just totally for that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And that was like a lot was like off page. Like it would go to the next chapter. So we didn't get to see tons of their like in depth, like conversations, which I felt kept the book moving mm-hmm. like at a really good pace. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. Like they're, conversations like yeah you want to be a fly on the wall for sure absolutely yeah I mean that's what I also loved about it It was paced real well I was able to read it in a day which I Mm -hmm. never do um so in the end you know I guess Daniel gets his comeuppance um first it's like (laughs) through Daniel's dad where like you know first of all Daniel's a stalker and like he should be in jail like he should be in jail like right like that guy he's terrible 100 <laughs> percent. like once you start to hear the extent of Daniel's behavior like this isn't like a scorned ex this is obsession yes yeah. obsession mm-hmm. and like um very um like textbook criminal stuff like psychopath psychopath stuff 100 and um yeah you see um kind of her thoughts in like that were italicized like throughout the book Mm -hmm. and then um you get the like reveal with like the flowers and stuff but um dark elements that yeah of the book that like it was kind of underscore it yeah, yeah yeah like it was like like it was to the point where it's like does no one else in the town see this like why is the town taking Daniel's side he's clearly a psychopath like yeah yeah I mean obviously you never know what's behind closed doors with people and maybe he presents himself in the town like as a as a better person but um it was it's astounding because eventually you know the his dad who's the king of the town or whatever like comes to her and she tells she tells him the truth and like about how daniel really is and kind of gets the dad on her side and then she's able to like tell him off in that bar which again was a very triumphant moment yeah 100 percent. and i also really liked how not quickly but how i can't remember the father's name me neither yeah but it's burn something yeah his last name <laughs> mr mr, mr. burn yeah. mr. burns yeah <laughs> but he was like after a while he was like oh yeah my son is a piece of shit and like did do all of this and um kind of changed his tune which was also refreshing um but yeah it that maybe is like a little bit of a plot hole and me actually well maybe Maybe not because of misogyny, but it's like <laughs> if somebody like break, smashes your windshield at your party where you're getting engaged to someone, like people may want to think like, oh, maybe he did something wrong and yes. he's a piece of shit. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because like I feel like when you see when you see like that done like when you see that kind of thing done in like a movie you're like yeah get him blah 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 but then in this book you kind of like see the consequences of it yeah. but then it's like well okay 
like I get like why didn't like wasn't what was the investigation into this like someone mm-hmm. obviously was triggered to do this like what's the deeper thing and mm-hmm. obviously that never got investigated yeah and, you know, like still the king of the you know prince of the town and like, yes because otherwise they would be like oh he has been harassing this this person for like a decade or whatever it was mm-hmm. yeah. that was another thing I didn't quite get um how old were they? Because they started dating in secret in high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were, I thought that they were like mid 20s. Um, yeah. Okay. That's so kind of I. The, what I grasp. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like 10 years of abuse mm-hmm. and um, no one really looked into it. Yeah. And like his dad, again, like, and his dad doesn't, re- isn't like, you're right. Like it took him, took 10 years. Like, you know. Yeah. It, it's, it was weird. But then again, like at the same time, like, this family does own the town. Like, like Daniel is Evan's boss, you know? So that puts him in, like, a very precarious situation. Um, obviously, there's a point where he punches Daniel in the face. Mm-hmm. So much fun. Mm-hmm. So much fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Loved, loved that. For me, it was, like, a little, like, I don't know. Sometimes I don't think I'm a cinnamon roll um romance reader per se but yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. but um yeah it was fun totally totally a lot of fun um so let's talk about their hea their happily ever after um Mm -hmm. the epilogue cuts to five years later um they're cute as hell quirky as hell she's pregnant um and it's and like there's just a really nice sex scene I thought that was the hottest sex scene in the book (laughs) yeah I did too that's so funny yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so they're like she's hornier than ever in her pregnancy but they like allude to having like a really great sex life in the Mm -hmm. past five years and yeah love a good epilogue yeah, it was great. A prologue, like, epilogue, a- epilogue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> like I thought it was great because it was like that. I thought this epilogue like it was five years from now and yet they still like, okay, it's like oh they still have the same chemistry, you know, like mm-hmm. they still they still talk to each other in the same way, you know, like nothing yeah. is like, which I assume that's probably a lot of relationships, but like I just like really <laughs> felt it in this way more than. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it seemed like it was a nice glimpse into their life and it seemed like they um still are in those roles of Evan being a really like giving not that Ruth's not giving but mm-hmm. like a really um yeah kind supportive partner and yeah 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 and like a stable a stable influence I guess is that the right term I have no idea yeah yeah <laughs> I would say cool um okay so I want to ask for your final thoughts on a rating so with the rating um so Ruth's apartment, Ruth is a comic book writer. She loves comic books. Um, her apartment is filled with stacks and stacks of comic books. So you're going to rate on how many stacks of comic books. One out of five stacks of comic books means you didn't like it. Five out of five stacks of comic books means you loved it. Um, mm-hmm. So there you go. Thoughts and, <laughs> thoughts and rating. <laughs> I love that. I know it was also great visuals of mm-hmm. like their apartments and stuff that I yeah. really liked. Um, I honestly give it like a four to five comic book stacks. It mm-hmm. was super uh, well paced, really easy read, great character development. Wasn't the typical 
um, you know, story um, Mm -hmm. and really grounded. And maybe just because I've been reading a lot of fantasy and paranormal and stuff like that, that it seems just extremely grounded in real life. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Mm -hmm. really nice. It was um, relatable and... um, And yeah, like you're just like, oh, I could see myself either in these characters or my friends or family or whatever in these characters. And it was a good mix of banter, flirty banter and good sex. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah, I I give it five out of five sacks of comics, Um, mainly for the banter. I thought that like the sex was, you know, it was hot and, and great. But like for me, it was like, the rest of the book and not the sex I was like way yeah. more fascinated by. And like, and I saw myself in her, like, like we said, and um, I just uh, love the blunt way that they talk to each other. It was like, mm-hmm. I could read more conversations and, and read less sex, which is very rare, so um, rare as a human being that is myself. Um, yes. So yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I agree. Um, and that's why I think it'd be such a good movie. Yeah, because the dialogue yeah. was was really good. It was great. Yeah, I definitely see it. Like, or if this is like, you know, have you seen Virgin River on Netflix? Like, you know, like I feel like this could be like a good version of. <laughs> yeah, like a Hallmarkish like a Hallmark-ish video with like fun, like realistic characters, good dialogue, a little raunchy. Yeah. You know, yeah. It is kind of Hallmark esque of with like the casseroles and the small town. And the like the mm-hmm. the one business that holds all the power in the right, town, right? Yeah, and, and they all know each other. There's one bar. There's one yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's very very hallmark, but in like a 2022 contemporary way. Yeah, it's like I want to see a hallmark show with the word with the word and the action. Fuck, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, totally. I want a hallmark show with fucking. <laughs> yes, yes. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Oh, well, Tori, thank you so much for being a guest. Um, Can you tell us where we can find you and your podcast? Yes, you can listen to Ready to be Petty on all podcast platforms. And my social handle is at RTBP podcast. Cool. Well, thank you again. Thanks for having me. Too Stupid to Live is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. For more podcasts you'll love, visit Frolic media slash podcasts. Thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of your day. Ah!